We're talking about looking back this past year, looking forward. And, uh, and I ask that you would be planting in our souls today some sort of deep roots that carry us into 24. And that you would bring glory to yourself. In Christ's name, amen. Can you guys say welcome, Ed? Hello, everyone. I'm, if, you, if you don't know me, I'm Dwight. And um, here, where did the slide go? I pushed it up and then it disappeared. We'll do it again. There it is. So I want you to know something about this slide. I, I submitted the slide and the person looking at him goes, hey, Dwight, you typed two threes instead of 23. Goes, that didn't make sense. So I had to make a little change this morning because it's not 33. Um, so I like to, every, every new year, I like to take a minute and just look back. You know, how is this year? What are the good? What are the bad? For some of us, some really hard things. Uh, some of us, some really uh, good things. And, and there's passages that really guide us in sort of this looking back and, and looking forward. And one of them is this passage in Philippians where he says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. And he's talking about um, just everything in his relationship with Christ, just knowing Christ so deeply. He says, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And I love that um, word press on. You know, the Apostle Paul looks back and says, you know, I haven't, I haven't achieved everything that God has for me. But one thing I do, I'm not going to be, I, I need to forget what's in the past, and I need to press on. And, and you can translate that word press on as relentlessly pursue. Isn't that cool? And the Apostle Paul is saying, I am going to relentlessly pursue an intimate relationship with Jesus. And if you even read it in context, he talks about, I'm going to pursue the relationship that's so deep that it involves even suffering for Christ and experiencing his joy. And so as we look to the new year, there's, there's times in our, or as we look to the past, there's times in our lives, particularly as we look back to 23, as you go, you know what, there are some failures there. There are some sin. There are things that we would all regret. And if you went through a year without any sin or regret or mistakes, uh, I'd like to meet you. I really would, because I've never met anybody like that. I mean, I've, Ed, no, that's no, no. Okay. And but one of the things that holds us back is we we remember those we remember those mistakes, those sins, the things we did, and and we we allow them to be an anchor to pull us back. And that, that is not what God wants you to tie yourself to. He wants you to tie yourself to his a relationship with him that's in the present and the future. And he wants you and I to be able to receive his forgiveness. And that's why the book of Isaiah says this. He says, I am he, this is God speaking, who blots out your transgressions. That's a big word for sin. For my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. Isn't that amazing that God would promise you and I that he won't remember our sins? Because I guarantee you, you remember them. 
But you have to say to yourself, wait a second, if God is not going to hold them against me, if God is not going to remember them, then I am going to be like the Apostle Paul. I'm going to say, okay, there's my sin. I'm going to receive God's forgiveness, forget what is behind, and then relentlessly pursue that relationship with him now and in the future. So, Ed, you got a little illustration about forgiveness, don't you? Okay. Here, it takes a minute. I do. Here we go. Now I can hear me. Hello, everyone. So we talked about the past. If you've done something wrong, if you're holding on to it, this cylinder full of water, just representing you, something that you might be holding on to, not a pretty picture. Let that settle for a moment. But then we have forgiveness from God and that he will blot out our transgressions. You always use my God. And that's how we want to go into a new year or the rest of our lives, just with forgiveness from God. Amen. So, um, here's another wonderful picture as we look at the past and look to the future. Sometimes, you know, you talk about setting goals and making sort of resolutions. And there's nothing wrong with making a resolution or setting a goal, you know, goals specific, achievable, measurable, usually a time stamp on them. And, uh, but sometimes when we set a goal, we get discouraged, right? Because usually it's about two or three days after the new year and we haven't achieved it. We've already broke it. And, and so I, I encourage you, maybe don't set such a heavy goal or a heavy resolution, but think of it this way. Water what you want to grow. Water what you want to grow. You want to have a deeper relationship with Jesus? Start by just five minutes. Just spend five minutes a day if you don't do that. Pick up an online devotional or read our daily bread or something. Just begin to water that relationship. Don't, don't, some of you have been believers for a while and you remember some great times. You used to pray for an hour a day and all this kind of stuff, and then, but your prayer life is, is, is really minimal now. Just start small. Because, you know, with God, little things make a big difference. How do I know that? We just celebrated the birth of Jesus. And he didn't come as a full-grown adult. He came as a little baby. Little things make a huge difference. So begin to water what you want to grow. I love this passage. He says, Apostle Paul says, I planted the seed. That's the seed of the gospel. Apollos, another apostle, came along and watered it. But God has been making it grow. You see, we can plant seeds. We can water. But then God gives the growth. Here's another thing I want you to look at your new year. And this one, this, I love this. This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. So can you guys all read that? Let's read it together. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So what's that saying? Is saying that when we come to Christ, we receive the gospel. We're receiving a message where it says that Jesus Christ died for our sins. So that all we need to do is receive. 
And that's a gift from God. If you're not a follower of Jesus today, you can just say, Lord Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. I want your forgiveness afresh. I want to follow you in 24. You pray a prayer like that, it's life-changing, okay? It's amazing. It's a free gift. We can't work for it. We can't earn it. But then he goes on, and this is what I think impacts our new year. Look at this. Let's read this together. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So what does that say? So we are God's handiwork. That, uh, in the Greek, it's where we get the word poem. It's like we are God's masterpiece. He's done, in, in creating us, he's done something wonderful. But then he's created us in Christ to do good works. So there are things when you become a follower of Jesus that are only for you to do. I can't do the work that God has prepared for you to do. It's your good work. But he prepared it in advance. So in 24, 2024, if you're a follower of Jesus, there are things that he has prepared for you to do, and all you have to do is discover them. It might be giving. It might be getting into a life group. It might be helping somebody, driving somebody someplace, uh, taking time to listen to somebody. It might be a special prayer. You meet a stranger or you have a colleague. It might be something uh, like that. What, this year, we started, uh, I really believe that the Lord wanted to, to build the prayer uh, ministry and prayer life of this church. So we did the prayer course. We opened up and started talking about our prayer room. And one lady in our church came to me and she said, I love spending an hour in prayer. There's something about when I go to that room and the quiet and I just sit there and I am with Jesus, it is amazing. And, and I thought about that and I thought, you know what? That's a good work because prayer is not about us. Prayer is about communing with God, interceding for others, being in the Lord's presence. And she discovered that one of the good works that God prepared in advance for her to do was to spend an hour in prayer. Isn't that cool? And, and how did she know it? She tried it. So I just want you to realize that, that God has an adventure for you in 24. And there are things that he's going to do only through you. And when you're done doing those, and you know when you're doing them, you just say, thanks, Lord. It's not adding... To your crown. It's not adding. It's just saying, thank you, Lord. So there's something, kids, I want you to discover in this room, okay? I want you to look around the room, and I want you to find something like a watering can. Look around. See if you can find it. If you find it, say it out loud. Anybody see a watering can? Point to it if you see it. Anybody see a watering can? Did you find it? You found it? Who found it? Stand, stand up. I don't know if, if, Ed, can you go get it? There's a ladder over there. Do you see it? Oh, let's see. Oh, is he going to go, you going to go monkey on us or no? Oh, here's the ladder. It's right in here in this closet. You don't need a ladder, I don't think. He, there it is. Yay. So what does that remind you of? This year, 
There's things to discover, the good works that God has for us, and you need to water what you want to grow. Water what you want to grow. That's why God talks about sowing to the Spirit, because we want to grow spiritually. Water what you want to grow. Okay, we're going to go backwards. So when Ed and I put this message together, he said to me, he said, um, the illustration for um, the first point is really messy. I said, okay, we'll make the first point at the end. Uh, so uh, here, here's the thing that I'd love for you to just sort of take home is that re- we need to remember this year that God is working for your good through both your joys and your sorrows. God is working for your good through your joys and your sorrows. And, and this is how we know this. And, and I love that the Apostle Paul says this, and we know. Like this is something he taught the churches. It wasn't like, oh, hey, let me tell you a wonderful truth. He's saying no, and we know this. So let's read what we know together. Let's read it. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. It was pretty good, but can you guys read it a little more bold? Can you read it like this is God's word for you? Let's read it one more time. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So God, in some mysterious way, takes both the sort of the rose and the thorns in our life, and he works them for his good. Isn't that amazing? Well, Ed, I, one thing I know is Ed told me I can't touch that, so I'm not going to touch that, but I'm ready. All right, protective gear, perfect. As things happen in your life and you don't know what they're for, We don't know what's in here. We don't know what's in these containers. We don't know what they're leading towards. We may have plans. Those plans may or may not happen like we want. They may or may not feel like they're good for us. They may make us sad. But God has an ultimate plan for all of us. And when all those things come together, we get to see what God's plan is, hopefully. Gonna make a little more space. So when everything comes together for God's plan, it can be something fantastic and amazing and all the parts that went into it that we didn't see, things that may have made us sad, things that didn't go our way, can lead to something fantastic. Yeah, it was contained. Yeah. Yeah, I could, yeah, 
We did not know how big it was going to be. So, <laughs> so. I, I love that you guys showed up because this is New Year's Eve morning. And it's, it's so wonderful to end the year in worship and just to, just to give God our adoration, our praise. And so we've had worship, and we've had his word, and now we're going to have communion. And I just had this wonderful picture as some of you are with your families coming and taking communion. I asked the people that are serving communion if, you're, you know, if your son or daughter are not ready to receive communion. Um, the, they'll give you a they'll just put the, give a little blessing to the kids, okay? So feel free to come up as a family, and, and uh, those that are serving will just uh, pray a quick little blessing on the kids. Wow, it turns into nothing. Okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> sorry. It's hard to transition to communion from this, isn't it? I mean, this, it, it really is. And so uh, if you have never been here before, we, you'll walk up and go down these aisles, and uh, we'll receive communion. Prayer team will offer prayer ministry on the side over here by the piano and also by the organ. Um, but let's take a minute and just thank him for the things he's taught us. And so, Father, we want to thank you that you are offering forgiveness. That you're not going to remember our sins anymore, and that we can be free from the past. So you we can even press on. We can relentlessly pursue a closer relationship with you. I want to just thank you for that. I want to thank you, Lord, that in the good and the bad in our lives, when you mix them together, you make something really good out of it. And that you're working all things for our good. We're grateful for that. And we're grateful for a year of adventure. We can discover the good works that you prepared in advance for us to do. And we get to be about bringing your kingdom into spaces and places and lives. Just thank you for that. We say, come Holy Spirit now and then meet us at this table in the bread and the wine, in the eating and the drinking. This is your place. This is your table, Lord. For the Lord Jesus, in the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it. He said, take and eat, that this is my body, which has been given for you. Do this, and remember me. And in the same way, he took a cup. And he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Take and drink, and when you do this, remember me. And so, Lord, we come to your table proclaiming that you love us and forgive us, that we can call you our God, our Father, and you call us your people and your children. So meet us in a special way now at this table and in prayer ministry. In Christ's name, amen. Just come, the table of the Lord is ready. Come as a family, kids can get a blessing.